Oh, here it is. Hello. This is her fantasy football here doing a quarterback show. And sadly, I'm going to be your host today. I am Brandon Marianne Lee. Uh, Courtney Kirby is in Las Vegas. Uh, a couple interesting right. things are happening in Las Vegas, Ashley. Yeah, some Stanley Cup action. Yeah, she is not at the Stanley Cup, but no, we um, no. wish she was. But she's there, and it's exciting, and everyone's super pumped, and it's uh, great. She's visiting family, so uh, we are without our trusty host, so uh, apologies. Go follow the show on Twitter, at HerFantasyFB. You could also um, come and, uh, to you to iTunes and give us a five-star rating. We'd love that, too. Uh, we never say that enough. Um, but mm-hmm. you know what? It's... Uh, Basically, the beginning of the season. All the Scott Fishbowl invites went out, which is what's buzzing on Twitter right now. Um, People are playing best ball leagues. People are already drafting like crazy people all the time. And so we decided to come out with some of our rankings early this year. So we're going to start out with the quarterbacks. Uh, Normally, we like to wait until July 4th, but Ashley, our hands were forced. They were forced. And I am a firm believer in not drafting right now. It's way too early. It's way too early. As poor Hunter Henry found out. Ugh. Ah, right? Brutal. I know. So Every, something always happens in OTAs. Just happens. This is just the time. You got to really, you know, keep your head on a swivel. Also, if you are doing drafts this early, you guys, and I am too, I, I'm in a couple best balls right now and a couple eliminated leagues and what have you. Um, make sure to have depth. Do not punt at any position because if you only took you know, one or maybe two tight ends and it's a best ball league, you are now screwed if one of those tight ends was Hunter Henry. So that is why we always promote depth. Make sure you have all your bases covered. Um, And this was the same thing with quarterbacks. Remember, quarterbacks go down too, you guys. I mean, Aaron Rodgers killed me last season in the leagues where I took him. Killed, murdered, I was dead. So, um, and my poor boy, David Johnson. And need we mention Andrew Luck? Or Dalvin Cook. (laughs) (laughs) Andrew Luck, is he playing football this year? The ultimate, the ultimate one where you just got just blasted for that. Just (laughs) brutal. I don't even know if he's going to play again this year. We'll see. Uh, We're going to talk about it. Uh, By the way, we have a uh, chat here on YouTube right now saying, the shark has missed you, ladies. Well, we missed the shark, too. Let me tell you, Ashley particularly loves left sharks still. It's been years. We're still about it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Ain't nothing still wrong with costume. the left shark. Yep. Still my go-to. In fact, when we moved, uh, we pulled out of our crawl space, and I was like, oh, shark. Shark. <laughs> shark. Uh, yes. Yeah, so uh, we are talking quarterbacks. Uh, we're going to go through our rankings. Uh, we will post them on the site um, after the fact. So we're going to start off with the uh, number one, uh, Aaron Rodgers. Why? Because Aaron Rodgers, when healthy, is the number one quarterback, I'm pretty sure, to pretty much anyone on the planet. But number two is a little surprising, but not really when you consider the fact that he was the number one fantasy quarterback last year. Also, had the absolute most passing touchdowns, which will blow your mind, but it was Russell Wilson who continues to be a top five guy every year. You know, listen, I, I I know that it's a little high. And you know what? Underneath them, I put Cam Newton. Why? Because every year that he has been healthy and was not out in games because of injury, he's been a top five quarterback as well. Why? Because they all have that running floor, right? It raises their floor, all those rushing yards. So, Ashley, I know that this 
is painful for you. There's only one of these guys I think that you actually do like. So talk to me about these top three and how you feel about that moving forward. I, I like all three of them. Russell Wilson and I have struggled over the years together. <laughs> um, but you know what? I'm not, I, I would put him here too because they still, while they have Rashad Penny as a running back, they, you know, rookie unknown, they had no, they had no running backs last year. All they could do was throw. So this was like the first year that he actually like came out of the gates and was actually hot versus waiting till mid season to start pumping it up for you. So I think you're still going to see a lot of that passing game. They still have strong receivers. I don't love the tight end situation as much there, but I do think Rashad Penny, I think is going to bring some nice balance to this team. And I think that they saw that Russell Wilson can pass and that they need to do more of it. So I like where he is. I like actually like all three where they are. I'm intrigued by Aaron Rodgers because Devonte Adams and Randall Cobb, Randall Cobb had a so, so year, but they've got Jimmy Graham now and Mercedes Lewis, which is really interesting that you got a team that never uses their tight ends with true, really two really interesting tight end options on this team for this year. So I think uh, we're going to see a little bit of a different, scheme out of the Packers this year, but I like where all three of these players are. And I like Cam Newton because we got Christian McCaffrey leading off the depth chart for the running back. And again, he's a pass catching back. So that's going to benefit Christian McCaffrey, sorry, Cam Newton as well. So I like where all three of these are plays, Brandon. I don't actually have any beef with this. I think my only beef is that Schottenheimer is the offensive quarter for the Seattle Seahawks. Um, very troubling. And why? Because um, my guy, Warren Sharp, over on Twitter, he actually tweeted a um, – and he quoted this, like, video. I'm going to pull it up. Um, but it's basically Schottenheimer um, saying, we're going to run the ball every single down until we get a first down. No, you're now, not. No, you're now, not. I, why would you? Why would you? If it's not working, <laughs> yeah. you don't do it again. I'm not worried about it. That's crazy talk. <laughs> just I think what's going to happen though is that Russell Wilson's going to bail out Schottenheimer is really what's going to happen you know he's going to he's going to make it okay because this is what Russell Wilson does he puts the whole team on his back and then they move forward now uh, the Seattle Seahawks also this week uh, famously added Brandon Marshall to the mix and by the way Des Bryant is still out on as a free agent so I know this is the quarterback show um, but later we'll probably talk about some quarterbacks that might like to have Des Bryant in the in their ranks there. But um, Brandon Marshall isn't exactly someone that um, entices me. Uh, but I think it does take Tyler Lockett outside of the sleeper conversation, right, Ashley? We've never really been I Tyler think, Lockett I, truthers. No, I mean Tyler Lockett's a far okay. better player than Brandon Marshall. Um, yeah, it's just intriguing to me because you got Doug Baldwin. So it's an interesting makeup of these three receivers on the team. But I think that's kind of the Seahawks jam. I think they they don't really take traditional players uh, other than Jimmy Graham is a traditional tight end in, in that sense. But uh, although he couldn't block initially when he got there. So that was concerning for, at the time, a very heavy running team. But I don't know. I mean, Brandon Marshall, I just don't know. It doesn't make me excited about Brandon Marshall either, though, per se. No. I'm just kind of ho-hum. It just, it just reinforces my love of, of uh, Doug Baldwin, really, is all this does. Doug Baldwin, beautiful route runner, excellent yeah. athlete, doesn't Paul change does. anything. Um, yeah, Cam Newton, I don't know what he needs to do. I, I'm actually a little high on Cam Newton um, compared to a lot of people. Uh, he just keeps dropping in drafts. And you guys, I don't know what Cam Newton needs to do to prove to you guys since 2011 that he's a top fantasy prospect, but just get over it. 
it's true. Um, then I have Tom Brady. Uh, I, I have to believe that at some point he will seem 40-ish. And my worry is, I don't want to be there the year it happens. The year it happens. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not down on Tom Brady. I feel like he's, I'm still about number four, so it's not like I'm saying like he's going to be bad. But I feel like at some point, we're going to see, because usually what happens, we saw it with Peyton Manning too. It wasn't like a, you know, petering off. It was a nosedive. And if nosedive. that happens this year, I just can't have it on my team. And I feel like, yeah, he's, he's going to Adrian Peterson me. Because yes. I never took Adrian Peterson. I never, ever, ever had Adrian Peterson on any of my mm -hmm. teams. Not because I disliked Adrian Peterson. I was just never in a position where I was able to get him. And then I was however many years ago it was and I took him and it was the year he nosedived and I was like are you serious and I feel like that's what happened if I took Tom Brady I'm not saying don't take Tom Brady because Tom Brady has not showed signs of slowing down but neither did AP well, got, got, neither did Peyton Manning. He almost broke yeah. records. And then the next year, it was just a disaster. But you know, yeah. then they won the Super Bowl. So you, I'm not saying they're not going to keep winning football games either. I want to make sure that's clear. We're talking about fantasy versus reality here. But I do think that at some point, that's going to happen. And I just personally would rather have all of these other dudes instead. Um, Speaking of some young guns here, and then also giving some injury updates, Deshaun Watson is supposedly going to be A-OK -okay at OTAs and everything's fine and dandy. So great. Um, Carson Wentz is uh supposed to be ready for week one he is jogging around on uh everyone thinks that he looks great good sign. Mm -hmm. you know good signs there um so in terms of drafting them i think the thing is is that philadelphia has been very clear that they're not going to rush carson wentz back houston's been pretty clear that like deshaun watson is back Okay, they're just done. So he's out there. I think there's a possibility Carson Wentz drops a little bit because people get a little yeah. nervous not seeing him. Because, listen, if you're the Eagles, why would you rush Carson Wentz, or Carson Wentz back when you have Super Bowl MVP Nick Foles hanging out there? So you could just have him play for a while. And he may not even play in week one. I mean, they said he's going to be ready for week one. Um, but that still wouldn't be crazy from a real football perspective. How do you feel about these two guys and the, and the injury? Because obviously both of them were on pace to be top the top yeah. quarterback prospects yeah. uh, of last year. Uh, obviously, both were derailed with injury. How do you feel about both of them? And do you feel one way or the other about one or the other? Well, I like Deshaun Watson a lot because not a whole lot has changed, right? So you've got consistency there. You still got DeAndre Hopkins. You still got Will Fuller. Uh, Sammy Coates is in the mix, which is interesting. I'm intrigued by that. But you still got Lamar Miller, Deontay Foreman. Um, not a lot has changed, and he's just a fantastic player. So I feel good about him. He's had a little bit longer time to heal, so that's also a good sign as well there. In terms of Carson Wentz, I am praying he drops because I, I also think that he will drop because everybody gets a little nervous. And this, to some extent, I would say is a little bit of the Andrew Luck effect that people were being told, oh, he's coming back, he's coming back, yeah. he'll be ready week one, and then all of a sudden he didn't play the whole season. So – I think there's a little bit of nervousness there. Now, Carson Wentz plays in perfectly with how I draft because I very rarely get a top quarterback. So I like to take, which is controversial, I usually take two quarterbacks and I take two a little bit more mid-round quarterbacks. Now, I wouldn't say Carson Wentz is a mid-round quarterback, but there's a chance he could fall into that range and then I'm taking him because I do think he'll be back. But I do think that there's going to be a little bit of that Andrew Luck nervousness from last season of like, oh, I just don't know if I could commit to just once that he may fall. And in which case, take advantage of that because I do think he'll be back and I think he's going to be fantastic. I do want to say one thing. Um, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer on Deshaun Kaiser. But I think the people that are taking him like 
as the Deshaun number one Watson? quarterback. Yeah. That are taking him as the number one quarterback is a, it's a little too bold for me. One, their offensive line is still whew, woof. Two, he had one of the lowest accuracy percentages in the National Football League last year. Uh, and that takes into consideration drops and what have you. He was down with Deshaun Kaiser. Okay. His accuracy percentage was 65.6 and Deshaun Kaiser was 65.5. Blaine Gabbert, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Tom Savage, even Brian Hoyer, CJ Beathard, all of them, they had a higher accuracy percentage than Deshaun Watson. Now I am not saying that that means the end of the world, but it does mean that there could be some bumps in the road. And I still think that there are going to be fanboys or fangirls in your draft who's going to take them too high and I'm okay with it. That's all I'm I think that's say. completely fine. I mean, I agree. I tend to be conservative when I draft. That's, that's just who I am. And I agree that there is some concern. I, I would feel better with Wentz than Deshaun Watson. Yeah, personally. I also think he's just more protected. But, I mean, I'm, I'm, I understand. <laughs> yeah, I understand why he's lower, though, because the injury, there's a little bit more unknown. So if you're drafting today, which again, that's a really early draft. There's a lot of unknown there. I do think he'll come back, but there's some unknown. Well, and I just want to say to you guys, um, you know, Carson Wentz only played in 13 games. Uh, I told you Russell Wilson had the most passing touchdowns in the league. Carson Wentz was number two with only one less passing touchdown at the end of the season with three less games. So. I love Carson Wentz. I love him. Just love him. It's probably, the, it's probably the Midwesterner in me that I just love. I know. And he looks like Prince Harry. Every he time does look like <laughs> Prince Harry, doesn't he? <laughs> People Trevor. were actually tweeting like, congratulations, Carson Wentz, on your beautiful wedding. <laughs> it's, like, it's weird. It's funny. really weird how much they look alike in weird pictures. You're just like, that's the same guy. Um, so next I have Drew Brees. And I, I feel weird having Drew Brees at seven. I just think what's great is that the Saints don't need to lean on Drew Brees that they, like they did before. So he'll still put up 4,000 passing yards. But there might be more rushing touchdowns, just like they were last season. And I'm fine with that. He's still a solid quarterback. And if he falls low enough, especially if you're doing a lot of industry drafts or you're with a lot of late-round quarterback guys, Drew Brees might be the biggest value out there because he's he definitely has one of the highest floors. But again, he's getting older too, so you also don't want to be on that year either. Um, he's a little younger than Brady, but Brady also is like, you know, drinking vampire blood, so... I know it's weird, but Drew Brees doesn't scare me in the way that Tom Brady scares me, which doesn't make sense. But he just doesn't. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, it's just I get, like not, I get, not I get why he's a little low. I mean, I get it. Um, Who would you put him above? I mean, I'd personally take him over to Sean Watson. Would you? Mm-hmm. See, but, I, but, but I'm a but little I low on Deshaun Watson. Concern. I get the concern. Yeah. Well, I get the like, concern. Yeah. You have Alvin Kamara and you've got Mark Ingram, although Ingram suspended initially, but um, they were fantastic. I mean, and they really did take the, it wasn't Drew Brees having to carry everybody on their back last season, like it had been in previously. And so I agree. I mean, there was a little bit of less production there, not, and it wasn't that Drew Brees was bad. It was, they had a more well-rounded offense. So it, that, that was what the case in my opinion was, but I, mean, I love Drew Brees. I don't think he has shown any signs of slowing down either. Um, it's it's a tough one because these guys are all good. They're all interchangeable, right? I mean, I'd be happy with pretty much any of them. Yeah, I think the top seven are pretty set for me. Um, I, I'll also say this. The Saints had a decent defense. <laughs> That's really what it was. He didn't have to, like, yes. throw it down the field. <laughs> 
<laughs> trying to catch up because the other team was scoring 50 points. Mm-hmm. You know, instead yeah. it was an actually decent game. So he was able to sit back and, you know, play like smart football and just, you know, maintain and win a game. So good for him. I mean, it makes me really happy. Um, but, uh, you know, for me, out of this top seven, I'd be perfectly fine. And I think everyone, we always say this over here, feel good waiting for the seventh to 12th quarterback coming off the board. You don't need to worry about yes. it. So let's get into those mid-range guys and how, who we're going to pair up here. So we've got Kirk Cousins, Ben Roethlisberger, Matthew Stafford, Matt Ryan, and Philip Rivers through 12. Okay. Who out of those guys do you like the best just at first blush? I'm leaning between Stafford and Roethlisberger. Okay. I know people, I should say Kirk Cousins. I feel like, I just, I don't know. Everyone's super jazzed for him in in Minnesota. And I get it. But I just. have a little like bust smell to him. A little bit, am I right? A little bit. I'm a little, a, I'm a little bust, gun shy. A little busty over here. I'm Kirk Cousins. Yeah. I mean, Thielen's great. Stefan Diggs is great. LaCron Treadwell's, you know, like that's kind of up in the air. He's got <laughs> Kendall Wright, another player that, you know, hit and miss. Uh, Kyle Rudolph's a fantastic tight end. I mean, we, he has shown that he can throw to his tight end. Uh, so I think that's actually, you know, good news for Kyle Rudolph. You got Dalvin Cook back, Latavis Murray still there. I, I mean, everything is there on paper to say that he should do well. I just. I don't know. I kind of like the feel of Matthew Stafford with Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones and Golden Tate a little bit more. They're going to throw. Why. And actually, but, I like on Johnson, too. I know that that's not a popular opinion, but I, I feel like they may have a chance of actually, you know, having some rushing yards to actually keep the defense honest for once, um, which would be great. on Johnson does have some injury history issues that, you know, are a little disconcerting, but um, – yeah, I agree. I think Matthew Stafford has to throw. Marvin Jones and Golden Tate were both great last year. Golden Tate started slow. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that's because he was, like, not injured enough to not play, but too injured to have those yards after the catch that make him so valuable. But you could see week four, he right. started blossoming. So, um, and Galladay's got a season behind him now. So I feel I feel good about that. Right. I, I like that, too. And then who's the other one that you liked? Roethlisberger. Ben Roethlisberger. I just have a hard time not. I mean, you got Antonio Brown on a team and Juju. Right. I like Juju. I mean, I'm intrigued by Jesse James and Vance McDonald. Again, those are very low end tight ends for you, but guys that you can certainly stream, especially in particular options. Um, I don't know. I just, I think with you know a new quarterback coming in, it may light a little fire under Ben Roethlisberger. It's like the first year he hasn't really talked about retirement, so. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, no, it's, it's true. It's true. He's like, he's excited for this season for once. It's pretty exciting. Yeah. There's a little something yeah. that's like, Hey, I'm still here. Still in town. So I, I don't know. <laughs> still in town. Kind of, yeah. who, are, who are you leaning to in the, in this list? Oh man. I, I want to say Kirk cousins because I believe that the, the to, weapons right? around him. him are so good. I need to see him with these players. I, I need to see some preseason. There's something that's not, settling with me as well um but i i think that probably out of all of these players uh you'll probably be able to get matt ryan for the cheapest because they only scored 2.2 touchdowns per game last year and people are really scared mm-hmm. because uh sarkeesian uh, their offensive coordinator is um struggling can we say that sure, but really 
the yardage was there for everybody to be yeah. frank, but there were just no touchdowns. They have to score touchdowns. That's just something that needs to happen. And I believe that they're going to spend the entire off season, preseason, everything towards the idea that they have to score more points. Now they weren't a terrible team. And again, they were able to move the ball. So you have to believe that there, that, you know, there's a recession towards the mean here, um, you know, a regression towards the mean, which, you know, happens up and down. So I would, th- I think they're going to score more touchdowns this year. And I think he'll be a little more valuable. And I think people are just out on him because he's kind of boring. Sarkeesian's there. People are out on Julio too, which is, you know, yep. crazy, but you know, I get it too, because the problem with Julio is that he's these 200 plus yard games. And then he has like, you know, 18 yard or 30 yards, yards and, and no mm-hmm. touchdowns for three weeks. And you're just like, what am I doing here? Yeah. So, um, I get it. But to me, I, I think that Matt Ryan's someone I could probably get like even later than 12, probably. I'm probably a little higher on him than a lot of I say, people. I bet you are higher than him. Yeah. And I think you can get him lower. I feel that the Falcons had this kind of just like cloud over them all last season. Yeah. In terms of all the eyes on them over that the yeah. horrendous Super Bowl loss. And I don't want to say loss because they didn't lose well, it's a loss. it, I guess, technically. It was a loss. Oh, I feel like loss. there was this cloud over them. And I feel like this year that is kind of the pressure's off. And they can kind of get back to playing ball. And so I think that's going to be helpful in that sense. And I think it's intriguing that people are a little bit down on Julio Jones. It's, uh, it's interesting. You know? <laughs> I mean, they still have Freeman. They still have Coleman. We weren't sure that was going to maintain through the offseason. And they maintained it. So they've maintained their core. So, I don't know. I feel okay about it. Again, I think you're going to get Calvin Ridley in the draft. Yeah. I think that they, they, they added some pieces. Um, I feel like um, Sarkeesian, I don't know. I felt like he almost wanted to, like, shove them down or something, like calm them down or something. I, I don't know. I don't know what was going on there. I hope that he has taken this offseason to look over the tape, uh, evaluate how to better use these players. The players are all there. They're all ready to go. I'm just hoping that it can, you know, come to fruition here. Uh, but if it does, he's he's going to be a value play. And the one guy that we didn't talk about on this list is, is Philip Rivers. I think, I think we may have an AFC West bias because I just can't. <laughs> just, he's... I, I'm really struggling getting- with this one a lot. And again, I don't know why, but I feel like, okay, Keenan Allen had a healthy season. Can he have two in a row? I don't know. I don't know. I just don't know. And you got Mike Williams, Terrell Williams, both up and down. Travis Benjamin, super busty. Hunter Henry already got hurt, which leaves you with Virgil Green. And because we are Broncos fans, we know the Virgil Green situation. Although this could be really interesting for Virgil Green this year. I just don't have that faith in Virgil Green for. I think that Virgil Green is going to be a hype player that's going to bust. So I don't love that option. Um, I don't know. I just, I don't know. Not feeling great about it. Yeah. Uh, I, I just feel like um, Philip Rivers is kind of like in the middle of all stat lines. Yeah. Just middle, 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 middle. Uh, 
Keenan Allen had a great season. I have nothing bad to say about him. Uh, I'm still going to be all in on him. And yeah, I mean, certainly uh, there have been concerns about his health in the past, so that doesn't surprise me entirely. But uh, in terms of like stat lines and what have you, in terms of, you know, accuracy and uh, yardage and touchdowns, and things like that, he's just kind of pedestrian. Um, you know, he was fifth in terms of touchdowns last season with 28, tied with Ben Roethlisberger and Jared Goff, if you can believe that. Um, you know, he did put up 4,500 yards, which was second in the National Football League behind Tom Brady. So that's really good. The thing is, he was only sacked 18 times, which is one of the fewest in the National Football League. So he was kept clean. This was kind of the ultimate year for him in terms of being able to make it happen. Um, so I'm I'm intrigued by him. I, I think that he's just, you know, someone that, you know, he's just. I feel like I'd rather take the guy you got right below him. You know. Oh um, yeah, we're we're gonna talk about that in a minute because I I went I got a little bold, <laughs> uh, but I I think actually I to me Philip Rivers is the perfect guy that I want to pair with someone else because I feel like Philip Rivers yeah. is I think the reason why we always get a little like kind of dicey about him is because he's very streaky. Um, in his history, uh, not necessarily last season, but historically speaking, he's very streaky in terms of scoring a lot of fantasy points and then having less than 10 point games. And you cannot have your quarterback scoring less than 10 points and win a matchup. That's just rough stuff. So, uh, but I'm going to take a quick second here because I want to thank our sponsor, uh, the one, the only hello fresh. So uh, you guys can take $30 off of your first week. If you go to hellofresh.com and enter the promo code, her FFB 30. It is super convenient. The selection is phenomenal. Um, they're flexible plans. It's really simple. Uh, my favorite part is that uh, the recipes are super easy to follow and they're fun to make. I make it with my husband all the time. Uh, Ashley makes it with her husband all the time. And actually, we keep ours in a little binder. I'm not kidding, you guys, because people will be like, oh, do you really eat HelloFresh? Oh, yeah. We have so many recipes. <laughs> we keep them in alphabetical <laughs> we order. We save them, too. Yep. Do you? Oh, alphabetical. Okay. Oh, yeah. It's got to be. We up. save them. We don't have them in alphabetical order. They're not in a binder, but they're like in this little section with our recipes. So I can just go grab all the different sheets, depending on what we want to do. Yeah. And actually, I'll go back and I'll look. When, because every single week you can pick out which ones that you want, um, you know, three meals or whatever your your, your um, selections are, and we'll go back and be like, oh yeah, no, we really liked this one, so we make little notes and stuff. So we're like, yes, that's the one that I want. Um, you choose the delivery date that works best for you. You can pause it for the weeks that you're going to be out of town or what have you. Uh, it's delivered to your door. Who doesn't love that? And you get to try new things and become a better cook. So again, uh, for thirty dollars off your first order, go to HelloFresh.com and enter the promo code HerFF. B30. Again, that is her FFB30. You will be happy that you did. All right, Ashley. Now to the controversial moment. Is it? I'm actually not going to have him ranked here. I just want to talk about this. I put it here as a conversation piece, um, and I did this as well on the Fantasy Alarm show uh, that we did live. It was like a month ago. We did a live feed about quarterbacks, and I did this with Howard Bender. I have Blake Bortles at number 13. And I'll, I'll tell you why. Ashley, who was the number one quarterback over the fantasy football playoffs last year? Uh, Blake Bortles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We 14 through 16, Blake Bortles was the highest scoring mm-hmm. fantasy quarterback. Also, mm-hmm. how many monster points did this guy put up against Pittsburgh and the Patriots? In he the killed it. Last, he, he killed it. proved that he was there to play. I, You know my friends on Blake Bortles. I love Blake Bortles. 
I made the bull statement last year that this guy almost always falls in the top 10 that you should draft him because he does. It's a fact. It's a fact. I don't even know what to tell you. It's a fact. Yep. It just, I'm, I'm sorry. It is what it is. It is what it Death, is. So. Taxes, Blake Bortles and your fantasy Bortles. football championships. Sorry. We don't make the rules. There's very few better streaming quarterbacks, period. But here's the very good few. news. We don't need to rank him at 13. You can get him in your last rounds of your fantasy drafts. Right now, if you go to any best ball drafting thing, whatever it is, he is one of the last quarterbacks that are going to go off the board. We do not have to rank him here. I'm actually saying I may just punt at quarterback and draft Blake Bortles Alex Smith and Case Keenum just over and over and over again in my last round of the draft before my kickers and defense. I'm just serious. That that is how late you can take these guys, and they're going to be just fine and just stream. I don't understand. Then that's what I'm. I'm also using this as an example of how deep the position is, right, Ash? I mean, look at all these people that we're a okay with. Yep. Again, this is why I say I like taking two quarterbacks because I have personally one of those people that has lost your quarterback. And depending on what the size of your league, I have no option. So for me, the likelihood that I would maybe play Blake Bortles is much higher than my sixth, seventh wide receiver that I have drafted that more than likely I'm dropping at some point in time anyway. So for me, I am willing to do the two quarterbacks. And I think Blake Bortles is a perfect guy you can stream. Now, as Brandon said, you don't have to draft him this high. No. But she's put him this high because he's worth mentioning this high because he always finishes around the top 10. Always. Well, and I know you and I agree with like the drafting two quarterbacks and then like, you know, um, rotating them as opposed to truly streaming where you pick up one, drop them and whatnot every week. And the reason why you do that, you guys, is because if one gets hot, okay, and 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 you can't pick up the guy or if everyone's streaming in your league or if you're competing with people or using your waiver mm-hmm. wire spots on your quarterbacks, it can really drag down what you're able to do with the running back and the wide receiver position where you really need to put all your waiver energy, right? And all your fab money, everything needs to go there. Um, so we're kind of about pairing. And my point, putting them this high is, imagine how great your team would be if you paired Philip Rivers and Blake Bortles. Mm-hmm. Matthew Stafford and Blake Bortles, uh, yep. Kirk Cousins and Blake Bortles. I'm just saying, this guy you can get at the end of your draft to pair with these middle tier guys. And I know that you, Ashley, have been an advocate. Preaching the choir. I, I probably, there's few people <laughs> I feel stronger about than Blake Bortles in this league, which has gotten me some flag over the years. But That's I 100% right. believe it. I Because again, like you said, use your money where it's more needed. And that is your wide receivers. That is your running backs. Those are where you need to use it. And you still have players that you can drop to go get those guys come waivers. You have players to move. But let's say Blake Bortles gets hot. Or let's say Alex Smith, like last year when he got hot, he was trade value for you as well. So if you have that player on your team, I mean, the the six-wide receiver that you drafted is not really going to be trade value for you, more than likely. But Alex Smith could be. Blake Bortles could be. So for me, I I love Blake Burles. I'm glad we're talking about him again. I like the people that he's surrounded by. I like that there's a probably a confidence about him this year because they've committed to him. So no, I'm into this pick. Yeah, they're already writing think pieces about how he's coming out like as a confident dude. He's like, yeah, this is my team. My team. I'm like, yeah, this is team. Right, Blake Burles. Run with it because you dominated in the playoffs. Fell a little short, but you know what? Nobody gave him credit to even get that far. I mean, very little short. I very they almost be favorites. Very little short. Very little short. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very little short. Yeah. 
I'm just I'm saying waiting. that Blake Bortles, also one of my favorite sleepers. This is not a wide receiver show, though, is Keelan Cole. I love him there. Also, our friend Mike Dempsey of SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Radio, uh, who covers the Jaguars, does Jaguars radio, whatnot. Um, I was doing uh, draft coverage with him at the NFL draft this year. And the whole time, people were like, well, the Jags might take a quarterback. He was like, nope. They are all in on Blake Bortles. And everyone's like, well, you never know. And he's like, no, I do. They're all in on Blake Bortles. It's actually my job to know. (laughs) Yeah. And they're all in on Blake Bortles. Yeah. Right. I just said that. I just said that. That's what he was saying over and over again. Yeah, I just said that. But people are like, oh, but they didn't take one. He's like, yeah, I know. Um, Yeah, I am intrigued by Blake Bortles. And I'm going to go into the next one, which is the opposite direction, which is Mr. Unknown Patrick Mahomes. Now, if you are on fantasy Twitter at all, people are talking a lot about Patrick Mahomes. I have him this high because he's kind of a risk, high risk, high reward guy. And like at this point, He's not a starting quarterback. Like, you didn't have to spend any draft capital on him. So if it doesn't work no. out, it's fine. But if it does work out, great. Well, what do you think of this? I mean, you know, everyone loves his arm and everything, Ashley. But how do you feel about taking chances on guys like Patrick Mahomes? I really struggle taking chances on guys like Patrick Mahomes when there inevitably will be Blake Bortles still out there for me to take. But we've already talked about Blake Bortles, but I have to make that point clear. For most of the guys we're going to talk about here <laughs> – I, I struggle with that because Patrick Mahomes to me is it's it's an unknown, right? And Tyreek Hill is a fantastic player, but can be boomer bust. Chris Conley, eh, Sammy Watkins, definition of boomer bust. Love Travis Kelsey. You got Kareem Hunt, and it really depends on how they decide to run this the, the game plan that that week, as yeah. we all saw that all of a sudden tanked midseason. Um, you still got your Kendrick West and Spencer Ware there, but I mean, I think it's worth taking a chance as your second quarterback. I would not feel confident with Patrick Mahomes as my starting quarterback. I feel like he's someone where um, you're going to feel really good if he's a Deshaun Watson, Carson Wentz type. I'm just a little nervous. Um, You know, they don't have Matt Nagy there anymore. It's going to be Andy Reid. Andy Reid's supposedly really excited, and this is going to be this. That's why Andy Reid supposedly kept his job after he blew. The playoffs. One in the AFC West with some tough defenses. So that makes me a little nervous too. So, yeah, I don't know. You guys, the hype train from for Patrick Mahomes. Pat Mahomes, like off the charts. charts. You either love him or you don't. So, like, frankly, it's not even worth ranking him because people are. (laughs) It's like one. It's kind of like Deshaun Watson. We could say this is where he should be, but it doesn't matter because there's going to be one person in your league Mm -hmm. who's going to strongly feel the love and if it's not you then you know it is what it is not quite joe mixon status of last year but the hype is there it's close i think he's in a better situation than joe mixon though for sure but but you're saying that that joe mixon hype it's like there's nothing i can say yeah to encourage you or discourage you you just you just love joe mixon and that's how it's going to be right and people feel pretty strongly about pat mahomes i mean he could he could be a deshaun watson could also not. So, I mean, for me, that's, I would say, it and it be hurts a me, Winston. I, I would probably rather go with Jimmy Garoppolo, the position below. And we all know my feelings on Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, there's just a little bit more known there for me. A little yeah, bit more you known. shout outs on Twitter about how down you are on Jimmy Garoppolo? Yeah. Yeah, I do. And you know what? Yeah. I'm totally okay <laughs> with being down on Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm okay with that. And I just, you know, yeah. I mean, I look at who's around him and I still don't feel great about it. 
Pierre Garçon, Marquise Goodwin, eh. Trent Taylor, eh. Walter Robinson. Eh. So this is how I kind of feel about um, Jimmy Garoppolo, who is next. Someone's like knocking on my wall. Because they're talking about Jimmy Garoppolo and they're saying, I think why, so. They're saying, move on, move on. I think they might be doing something else. Or they're, or they're excited. I don't know. Yeah, excited. That's the rhythm. <laughs> anyway, okay. If you hear the knocking, I apologize. Jimmy Garoppolo, I, you know what? I kind of feel the same way about these guys. It could be big, it could be a letdown. But I think it's worth taking a chance on either of them where they're going. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo probably is going a little bit higher. Although, again, you know, right now the ADP numbers are all over the map. And people are doing best ball leagues. They're not doing regular leagues. So if you're in a best ball league, you want someone that has the potential of craziness. Because the best person starts each week. You don't need to make lineup decisions. But if I'm making lineup decisions, uh, it could be a little hard for me if I have to decide between Drew Brees and Jimmy Garoppolo. That's tough. It's so, not hard for me. But I can understand that'd be difficult for some on that. Week to but, week, though. Week to week. But I'm not saying, obviously, like, sure. Know, I think the status, moment but... he actually loses one of his games, he's never lost as a starter or whatever, the hype will end a little bit. But, well, one loss. I mean, that'd be bad. He was in a system with the Patriots, first of all. I just, I can't. I can't get into this argument right now. I can't. I'm not there yet. I'm, to, tar- to I'm have totally these fights. baiting you. Okay. You are right. baiting me. I can I feel that you're baiting it. me. But I almost would rather have Jared Goff who you've got below it because I like Cooper Cup better. I like Robert Woods better. I love Brandon Cooks, um, Todd Gurley. I just yeah. like that. I like that setup and that situation more than I like Jimmy Garoppolo's situation. So here's the thing about Jared Goff. If you're playing best ball, which again, that's what most people are doing right now. So I keep talking about it, even though I think that most of our um, listeners probably are doing season long, but I want to talk about the difference here. Jared Goff is great for best ball because when he has big games, he has really big games. And when he doesn't, because they're just leaning on Todd Gurley, it's bad. But it's really easy, even in season long, to know when those games are. <laughs> like we on this show called it every single time, and not because we're geniuses, but because if it was a bad passing defense, they threw the ball all the time. If it was a bad run defense, they said, whatever, we got Todd Gurley, and they just did that. It's, he's the easiest streaming quarterback maybe in the National Football League. Do you agree, Ash? It's very simple, which is why he's a perfect person to pick down here because this is a guy that we, again, not traditional streaming, but when you've got two quarterbacks and you're deciding who to start between the two each week, he's a perfect guy for that because you know his situation going into the week. Corey Wilkes says, Goff over Jimmy G, the disrespect. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, there it is. Now, I, you know, I, I have – no problem with people wanting to go with Goff because of all the weapons there. But obviously, uh, Jimmy G, you know, man, he's magic. Uh, underneath that, I have Alex Smith. And again, I think I'm going to have a lot of Alex Smith this year because um, – Because he never gets respect. So you grab him low. Yeah. Always. I probably have him ranked higher than anyone else, and I still have him at 17. Okay? So no one respects him, but no one's behind him. He's not going to lose his job. And especially if you're doing, again, best balls, or if you're in a two-quarterback league and you're looking for that third quarterback option, pick guys that are not going to lose their job. That is what's important there. And that's why I actually had a lot mm-hmm. of Jared Goff last year because he wasn't going to lose his job. That's how I feel about Alex Smith here. Um, now, Ashley, you're obviously an Alex Smith lover um, mm-hmm. and will always rub into our brother-in-law the argument that was who's better, Alex Smith or Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick's not on the league, but at the time, um, 
Ashley really dug her heels in with Alex Smith here. It really did. It really did. Uh, but, you know, what do you think about this? And, and to be fair, I ranked Jameis Winston, Andrew Luck, Dak Prescott, and Marcus Mariota all below him, which is a little crazy. But what are your thoughts on that? I like the situation that Alex Smith is in. I do. I just think that Josh Doxson, Jameson Crowder, Paul Richardson, Brian Quick, they're all kind of like second tier guys. And I feel like Alex Smith kind of just rolls with those guys. I think he's able to bring out the best of them. He's a great leader. He's great in the locker room. Um, I also really like the running back situation of Rob Kelly and Chris Thompson for the reason that there's inconsistency there. And Alex Smith is a good runner. So that actually, to some extent, benefits him fantasy-wise, as I think he's going to be able to run. I mean, Chris Thompson, obviously, has got great hands as a pass catching back. I think they're going to utilize that. But Alex Smith is very mobile. He is very, very mobile. He can extend the play, yeah. which is great for these second-tier kind of receivers. Um, I don't know. I think he's in a good situation. And I think more than anything, what I love, and I think we've talked about last season, is look for the guys that are disrespected in the league. And Alex Smith is one of those guys that is disrespected in this league and he will fall. So he is someone that absolutely you can get as your second quarterback who could be used on a weekly basis if he's hot. So to me, I love Alex Smith for that reason. I think he's in a good setup. <clears throat> I mean, I like Jameis Winston too, but again, there's some inconsistency there in terms of, uh, the throwing completions. So I just, I don't know. I like Alex Smith. I think he's great on his feet. I think he's in a good situation. So, again, the disrespect works in your favor. Well, and again, you can wait, and you could pair up Jimmy Garoppolo and Jared Goff. You could yep. pair up, you know, Jared Goff and Alex Smith. You could pair up Patrick Mahomes and Alex Smith. Have a newbie and a young guys that were on the same team before, I mean, whatever. But I, I think that you could actually do some interesting things down here. And then I'm going to get into the more controversial things that I did. I then went Jameis Winston, Andrew Luck, Dak Prescott, Marcus Mariota. A lot of people love Marcus Mariota this year, including the guy do. Roto World, uh, Evan Silva. I love him. We actually had a little talk about this because he actually says that he has more Marcus Mariota than any other quarterback in all of his best ball leagues. I was like, why? Interesting. Um, here's the deal. Last year was very weird for quarterbacks. Um, a lot of injuries. And then there was like Deshaun Kaiser types and Drew Stanton and Blaine Gabbert. And, you know, there were a lot of, oof, you know, um, people playing at a certain point. It was like, no one was a decent quarterback. I remember we even had that on our fantasy show uh, on Sirius XM fantasy sports radio. And they uh, used it as one of our clips where we listed the quarterbacks that were starting that week. We were like, who do you even pick out of this group? It's terrible. Yeah. And even in that group, Marcus Mariota was in the middle in terms of accuracy. Yeah. <laughs> and so I just, it's tough for me. Um, he did catch his own pass in the playoffs and that was impressive. Um, but it's, it's not good enough for me. Let's talk about Andrew Luck though real quick. Still hasn't thrown a football. And um, I'm starting to wonder if it's going to be Jacoby Brissett. This I think there's a very good chance it could be Jacoby Brissett. And when I look at this roster, I just feel nothing but sadness. Just sadness. I'm like, T.Y. Hilton, what a waste that was for him. You got Ryan Grant, Chester Rogers, K.J. Brent, Jack Doyle, who did do great, uh, Eric Ebron, Mr. Dropsies, and then you got your running back, Marlon Mack. I just, I just have no really encouraging feelings when I look at this roster. And then you take a situation again where you've got guys that need to gel, and he, their quarterback hasn't even thrown a ball. So 
I mean, are you going to get Andrew Luck again this year? You have to rank him this low. Honestly, even 19, I'm like, it's kind of a respect factor, I guess, to some extent. But it's like, is he going to play? Is he? I think I probably, you know, I think you're right. And I think I should probably put him below Marcus Mariota. And actually, our friend Michael Stepney actually said Mariota could be in for a bounce back year with a new offensive coordinator. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think that that's the argument, right, is that there's a new offensive coordinator there. Um you know, I would put luck right gonna... below Mar- Mariota. I'd, I'd keep Dak above Mariota. I'd yeah. put luck behind, below him just because the unknown again. How How is it possible he hasn't thrown a ball yet? How is this possible? Yeah. I mean, because it was interesting because last offseason, I had a insider of sorts who told me that they saw both Car- uh, Cam Newton, because remember, Cam Newton was hurt coming into last year, um, and Andrew Luck. And that only Cam Newton was anywhere near being able to play. And I thought, okay, well, anywhere near, maybe that's an additional four weeks. I did not think it would be the entire season. I, I, that still wasn't let on to me that it was going to be the entire season. So the fact that this he's still not throwing, um, I just can't trust anything. Right? And, I mean, and, I, luck, and luck is not trying to force himself back. And Ursay clearly no. is not going to give you any sort of actual representation of what's going on there. So you have no good information, which is another issue I have with this, is there's no good concrete information about whether or not he is going to play. And I don't think you're going to have good information anytime soon. So Corey Wilkes just said, luck is going to skyrocket up the boards after he throws his first slant in training camp. Uh, maybe, but here's my problem. You just read their roster. Right? Eek. Uh, yeah, I mean, listen, T.Y. Hilton is great, I, you know, and certainly, you know, again, you know, he had actually a pretty decent season when you consider the fact that Jacoby Brissett came in, traded in there into a playbook that was built for Andrew Luck, a completely different quarterback, mm-hmm. uh, no time really to prepare, uh, and just, I mean, it was just a complete disaster zone. Uh, but, you know, the fact that it, then it's Ryan Grant and Chester Rogers, it's just what is going on here? The running back situation, Naheem Hines got drafted, um, but, you know, they still have Marlon Mack, but Marlon Mack's hurt. They have to get him back. Yep. It's just, it's there's a lot going on. You so. only have to cover two people on this team. That's it. That's all you got to cover. Jack Doyle and T.Y. Hilton. That's it. And you nothing else is going on. Yeah. I just, yeah, no, I don't feel good about it at all. At all. What I would we, put him below Mariota. What do we do with Doug Prescott? This one's interesting, right, in terms of, like, him and Ezekiel Elliott stepping up to be the leaders on the team and trying to take that role on or whatnot. Not that I doubt it. But I look again here, and I'm like, Deontay Thompson, Terrence Williams, Tavon oh, Austin, yeah. which don't even get me involved in the Tavon Austin. That I just, I love you get rid of Des Bryant, and you bring someone like Tavon Austin. And now they're saying he's going to be a running back. I just, I, I just, why, <laughs> why would you do that when you had Ezekiel Elliott as your running back? I, I, I don't understand. And you got Rod Smith. So mm-hmm. why would you make Tavon Austin a running back? He's, he's, he's a tricks play guy. That is what he's become at this point in time. And just, I don't even get it. Now, Alan Hearns is intriguing to me. He's about the only one that's intriguing to me on this wide receiving core. Um, just mm-hmm. because I know what I get out of Terrence Williams. I know what I get at Coles Beasley. You know, I just, I think he's going to be Okay. I'm not I'm not ecstatic about Dak Prescott. I think he's going to be all right, but oof, I don't know. And again, not a wide Elliot, receiver show. Elliot but, will be fine. Yeah, Elliot will be fine, but not a wide receiver show. But I think Michael Gallup is going to be the number one wide wideout rookie because he has to be. He has to be. 
He has to be. He was very good at CSU. Um, Next, I have Mitchell Trubisky. Uh, I'm not alone on this. I think that he is primed for um, a much better season. First of all, it couldn't get worse. Couldn't get worse, but he's got Allen Robinson now. Uh, Yeah, which is great. Mm -hmm. Right? I mean, I want to make sure we agree. Jordan Howard show again. A-OK with that. Right. Although everyone thinks it's going to be the – and Trey Burton, although, you know, Adam Shaheen's getting a lot of talk. Uh, they are talking mm-hmm. about Tariq Cohen a lot. Although, you guys, Tariq Cohen and Jordan Howard almost have nothing in common other than they're consider- considered running backs. But they Fact. do not play the same game. <laughs> it's just because they can coexist and be great. Didn't we, did we learn nothing from Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram last it's year? okay to coexist. It's going to be fine. Just fine. Yep. It's going to be fine. Um, in fact, actually, I think it'd be great if they um, actually had wide receivers there to take the pressure off of Jordan Howard having to run every single play in the National Football League. Um, but I think Mitchell Trubisky is going to be a, a, a pretty decent player. I don't think he's going to be Fabu, which is why he's still ranked number two, 22 for me. But I think in real football, I'm very intrigued to see what he does. Uh, Case Keenum. I think he might be one of the little unsung heroes here, Ashley. Mm-hmm. Uh, I personally think that he might be a value play because there are some pretty decent offensive weapons around him in Denver. They have done some work on the offensive line. Uh, Ashley, tell me how you feel about Case Keenum. I agree. I mean, I was a fan of Case Keenum last year. I think he fits well into this offense. I think the addition of Cortland Sutton is going to up Demarius Thomas's game. And that is desperately He's needed. He's already kind of nervous. Have you seen his interviews and stuff? He's like, yeah, yeah I'm fine. Yeah, you, sh- you should be. So, I mean, it's, uh, I think that's going to up that game. I think that I look at Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders, and I think of it in terms of Adam Thielen and Stefan Diggs, and I'm like, I could see some, some similar play going on there, and I think that Case Keenum could really shine there as long as, and I'm talking to Broncos fans here in Colorado, I don't want to hear any talk about Lynch. I don't want to hear any of that talk. Commit to Case Keenum because Keenum, and this is the first time he's really been like the guy. You know, he's going into the season as the guy. So I think there could be a lot going on here that's, that's, that's possible. I mean, I'm not a huge Devontae Booker. I'm not sold on that precise. Royce Freeman's interesting to me. He's still got Henderson there. Um, so I think there could be a lot of throwing going on this year. And I think Case Keenum could be one of those guys, as you said, that's a great last pick, second to last pick, third to last pick, however it is you decide to do your defenses and kickers. Um, I think he's got a good shot. He certainly has good weapons around him um, to do it. And I think there's a different energy as well with this team than there was last year. I would love to never have to talk about pa- Paxton Lynch again. You and me both. Ever. I didn't, I don't understand. I do know that they are um, excited about his improvements that he's been making, but I remembered hearing this talk when the Trevor Simeon train was happening. If you cannot beat out Trevor Simeon for years, I don't want to talk about you anymore. I don't think he can beat out Chad Kelly. So I, I don't want to oh, hear I agree it. with I, that too. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to hear it. Chad Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't <laughs> want to hear it. Um, but there's, I mean, the, the issue for me is that was a John Elway guy. And John Elway, I feel, has a hard time admitting when one of his quarterback picks did not pan out. And that is what we are seeing with Paxton Lynch. So. But he's so much better at free agency than he is at the draft when it comes to So much better. Obviously, you brought in Peyton so and much made better. it work. Now he's bringing in Case Keenum. He's going to make that work. That's what he needs to decide that he's good at because that's where his, his skill set lies. Uh, you got to know what you're good at. You got to know where you need help. And you mm. cannot draft quarterbacks. Anyway, no, it's fine. No. Uh, that was uh, Homer Rage. 
Yep. Sorry. Happen. These happen every show. I but have now you can e- rage on your next person, Brandon, because this yeah, is Yeah, I have Eli Manning rager. number 24, and I think I'm being generous. You might be. I was surprised you had him this high, to be honest with you. I felt like my hand was forced when I looked at the rest of the list. But, um, yeah. You Listen, know what? I, I, I actually don't mind it. I want to hear why you put him at 24. No, no, no. You you tell me first. You tell me because I actually am not as low on Eli as I am in other years. And by the way, in other years, I have ranked him as low as like 28 and 32. Before. You have. So That's why I was surprised have, to see him at 24 this early on as well. I was like, what? What? Um, yeah. I like Sterling Shepard. I like OBJ, obviously. These are givens. Evan Ingram, fantastic. I actually like Wright Ellison. But to me, it's the addition of Saquon Barkley to this team that ups my impression of Eli Manning because they've just had such piss poor running there that I think this is going to really help even out this offense and allow things to open up a bit in a way that it hasn't in the past. And so for me, I like that. And you got Jonathan Stewart there too with a little bit of veteran uh, ship going on there. So I don't know. I think for me, actually, it's the running backs is why I feel better about Eli Manning this year. I feel like the New York Giants went out and said, we're going to give you everything we possibly can, Eli. This is the year you win a Super Bowl. I don't think that's going to work out. But I think they did their absolute best. Their offensive line, they've made improvements on. My problem is offensive line is also about chemistry, and we have no idea how these people play together. So that's going to be something that we need to see. Um, Also, I genuinely do not believe this was just an offensive line issue. Eli Manning, go back and look at the tape. Whenever there's a defender anywhere near him, he crumples into a ball. It's bizarre. He just kind of like collapses. Self-preservation, though. I mean, look at it. I mean. But that doesn't help your offensive. I'm, I'm saying that the stats didn't really tell the whole story because sometimes I was like, you didn't even get hit. And he's just like, Whoop. like, and I get it. And he's older too. So he doesn't want to, but it doesn't he help your offensive line. If it. you can't even lean away from a defender to make a throw, like you have to be, you don't need to be a mobile quarterback where you're running all over the field, but you do need to be able to lean and throw or avoid a little, you know, like uh, just pivot, just pivot. So my problem is I, I I'm worried about, that aspect because that's not on the offensive line. That's him. You know, a lot of times when you looked, you were like, gosh, you know, that was not really even a sack. It was like a, a tag. Um, so I'm intrigued by that. I, and I'd like to see this offensive line together, but the weapons are there for him to be a fantasy superstar. There. They're there. I agree. It, it, it comes down to that offensive line, most definitely. But I think that part of what you're saying is self-preservation because he knew he was going to get hit. He had no protection. Um, and again, we didn't have a lot of protection from the running backs either. So I think that the fact that we've got improved running backs is going to help that and needed to spread the field. I mean, it was, but I agree with you. You look at Eli and you're like, well, it wasn't like Eli was really helping himself out much either. So, um, I'll be intrigued to see how he does this year. I think 24, I mean, again, this is low. You're, you're not drafting these guys. We're just talking about them so that you can keep them in the back of your head. Come, um, if there's an injury or whatnot, but yeah, I, I think he's going to do better this year. Certainly. I think, I, I think he's, I think 24 is a good place for him. I'm intrigued though, that you put him above Derek Carr. I did because I think the Oakland Raiders are all hype overrated. 
are they overrated? I mean, does anyone believe in this team? It's like they took all of the good players from like four years ago and put them on a team, and they were like, you know what, this will work. This will work out. This is my fantasy team from 2014, and it was awesome. I'd love on the average age on this team. I mean, literally, Jordy Nelson, Martinez Bryant's not old, but you know, Mark Cooper, uh, Marshawn Lynch, Doug Martin. That's bringing that average down. <laughs> uh, it's just, it's interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, and. I think they're, you, you know, have a Gruden effect though. You so you're not buying into the Gruden effect. I am not. And actually, yeah. even Derek Carr, he said something. He's like he's getting used to the intense intensity Gruden. of Gruden. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know if you can get used to that. Is that a thing? I don't think so. You embrace it. You don't get used to it. You embrace it. I love Gruden. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm a Gruden truther. I love Gruden. Twenty four seven Gruden would be a lot. I'm all, that might be a lot. It might be a lot, but we'll see. We'll see. I, uh, yeah, I need to see this offense, but you know, Derek Carr really took a big step backwards last year. And again, I just don't believe in Amari Cooper taking the kind of step that he needs to take forward to be the number one guy. Uh, what we saw with Jordan Nelson last year was tragic. And, and before you say, well, but, but Brett Hundley, Brett Hundley, Brett Hundley, well, look at Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams, by the way, I just want to point this out for all you Jimmy Graham truthers out there. Devontae Adams has the absolute most receiving touchdowns out of any wide receiver in the National Football League over the last two seasons combined. It's fascinating. So, so. Um, you know, where are all these other, you know, these touchdowns going to go? So, but I, I don't know. It's intriguing. I put Joe Flacco down here too, because if Joe Flacco starts off the season the way he started off last season, there's a possibility that Lamar Jackson comes in. He was, mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys remember, look at the first half of the season for Joe Flacco. He was worse than Deshaun Kaiser with the poor Cleveland Browns and, and Hugh Jackson. He was so bad statistically, you guys. So go back and look at that. If that happens again, and that's why I'm not touching him in any of these early leagues, best ball leagues, two quarterback leagues. Again, stick with people who will definitely have a job. I think there's a possibility he loses it. What do you think, Ash? I think there's a very good possibility he loses it. I think the, this, the Ravens were my, my favorite offseason team in terms of the moves that they made. And they did a fantastic job. I think it's really interesting. I think Lamar Jackson is very obvious as the quarterback of the future. They made that pretty clear Flacco. I feel like that's the case. So, I mean, it's the last year for him here. So I, and part of me just like, feels like Flacco is just so ambivalent. It's just like, I made a lot of money, whatever. I don't know. I just, I never feel that competitive drive out of Flacco. Yeah. To where like this is going to spark something in him by drafting Lamar Jackson. I just don't know if that's the case. I just I don't I never I never feel that from Joe Flacco. So I I agree. I think if you've got some bad games, I think there's a chance. I mean, it certainly will go to Lamar Jackson and not Robert Griffin. It, that's not happening. So to me, I agree. He's too low. He's been too inconsistent to even really consider him. I, I think there's just way too much, too many intangibles going on here uh, for that, but. Although I find it incredibly intriguing that actually the two players that are the most alike are Robert Griffin and Lamar Jackson. And Lamar Jackson, yeah. So behind Joe Flacco, who is very different. Um, I'm actually thinking about putting this guy above Joe Flacco, if you can believe it, Ryan Tannehill. No, we haven't seen Ryan Tannehill in a long time. There's rumors that people were actually excited to see Ryan Tannehill after a year of Cutler, and I find that funny. Um, I just want to bring that up. (laughs) Cutler effect. The color I'm intrigued like, though, you got Tana Dola on the team now. You got Devontae Parker still, still Kenny still, so I like that. Um, <clears throat> Frank Gore is on the team. Compared I'm worried with, about not up with Kenyon Drake. Yeah. Um, I think he's going to be huge, though, that tight end there, because they're, they're thinking he yeah. is the Jarvis Landry. 
Yeah, I mean, I think there's some interesting players. Yeah. I mean, it all comes out with Tannehill like staying healthy, and history's not in his favor. But I do think it's funny that they were so excited to see Ryan Tannehill again after Jay Cutler. I mean, what does that say? It's just brutal. It's pretty brutal. Ooh. Listen, he was always healthy. He, you know, up until 2016, um, he started all 16 games, but then he only had 13, and then last season was Kapui. So uh, That's we're what I'm saying. hope like for the, the best. Recent history here is can, like. Yeah, it's bad. But I'm going to say this, though. It's like, uh, I mean, Derek Carr's like this. Eli Manning's like this. Uh, I feel like Ryan Tannehill's job is secure. (laughs) Right now, his backup is Brock Osweiler. Yeah. Brock Osweiler's still in the NFL. Still making money. Think about that. It's kind of a cush job, man. Wish I had it. Wish I was a backup quarterback. We have done something wrong. And yeah. Osweiler has done some part of it. Right. We're not males. So that makes that difficult, but. Oh yeah. Well, there was that. Andy Dalton. So AJ McCarron was shipped over to Buffalo. We'll get to them later. They're in 32. Don't worry about it, you guys. Um, but Andy Dalton now has behind him, Matt Barkley. So he's almost in the same kind of Ryan Tannehill situation. AJ green is back. Joe Mixon, hopefully after a year in the NFL and watching game tape realizes that he has to run forward. Um, what do you think could happen here? Because Dalton wasn't always a bad option, but wow, last year was scary. Dalton's been a good option. Yeah. Quite a few seasons, but I... Two seasons over 4,000 yards, but yeah. I but, but in terms of like a guy you could stream on certain games, Andy Dalton's always been a decent option, but I just don't think that's... I don't think that's the case anymore. Yeah, he's going to have AJ Green back, but... Brandon LaFell and Tyler Boyd don't excite me. Tyler Eifert, healthy. We'll see. Oh, That's Tyler. tough. You got the Giovanni Bernard, Joe Mixon situation yet again. I mean, you're right. I hope that Joe Mixon's figured out you got to be a north-south runner. I hope. Um, but you saw that <sighs> offensive line woes there, and so I don't love that. That hasn't changed a whole lot. So I'm not high on Dalton. I'd rather have – well, I can't even say that. I don't know. I was about to say I'd rather have Tyrod Taylor. Maybe I would. So here's my thing with Tyra Taylor and uh, Baker Mayfield. I ranked Tyra Taylor because I believe that he's going to be the beginning of the season. Now they're going to be on hard knocks. And now they're going to have that hard knocks bump. And people are going to fall in love with Baker Mayfield and his personality, which I get. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm excited to see Tyra Taylor's personality. I'm actually a Tyra Taylor personality fan. Uh, I like that he's kind of like sour. This be the word. I kind of like yeah. that. A little crappy. I got a chip on his shoulder. I like yeah. it. Yeah. 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 Brady's sour and has a chip on his shoulder. I like it. So um, I don't know what to do here, though. I feel like the Browns are really up in the air. They have a lot of weapons. I should feel good about them. But we've, d- we've gone down this. We're trying to be optimistic about the Browns road before. And it's a sad road to be on. It's dark. It's dank. Has some potholes. Should we got stay on this road? Issues, got some, you know, executive issues. I love Tyrod Taylor, but I don't know. I agree. I think that uh, hard knocks. Duran, I love hard knocks. I watch hard knocks. But you're right. Yeah, I think Baker there. Mayfield will get a bit of that bump. Tyrod Taylor won't based on personality. Although if you were like me and you were watching hard knocks last year, I was just waiting every single time Fitzpatrick came on the screen because it was gold. Agreed. I, mean, I could. 
I could see that Tyler Taylor, Taylor excuse me, Tyrod Taylor might be the exact same way because he's a little crotchety, a little funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, but not everybody, people are probably going to gravitate more towards Baker Mayfield's energy. And he's obviously, you know, the young player of the future. They wouldn't have drafted him with the first pick. So I like Baker gonna, Mayfield. I'm a Baker I do, Mayfield girl. Yeah. So. I mean, and so I but, think for me, it's going to be a lot about Baker Mayfield, despite the fact he's not the starting quarterback. So that should be really interesting. Um but I do think it's going to give some good insight into that chemistry of that team. I mean, they, I mean, they've got some weapons, like you said, Njoku got Landry this year. I actually am excited about the Landry Tyrod Taylor pairing. That could actually be magic. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's tough. It's tough because it's the Browns, right? So I mean, the Browns, Brown, yeah. the Brown. So I don't. It's oof. They do always Brown. Michael Stephanie says there's a cameo appearance by Lucy. There she yep. is. Uh, also, uh, Darren Bukater says, thank you, Andy Dalton. Hashtag Bills Mafia. I loved when the Bills all donated to his charity. That was so cool. So, um, And again, I, you know, I, we'll get to the Bills in a minute, but that was a really exciting moment. So uh, below Tyrod Taylor, I put Sam Darnold because I believe that he will eventually be the Jets quarter. I think I think Sam Darnold will be the, the Jets quarterback longer than Baker Mayfield, which is why I, so to me, this is like the back and forth here between these teams with the, and same thing with Josh Rosen. I feel like they will have more games as the quarterback than not the quarterback, which is how I determined using both of them. What do you think on that? Although, you know, Sam Bradford, you know, you guys, you guys forget Sam Bradford used to be an excellent football player and a huge prospect and should have been great. And then he got Jeff Fishered and just, I don't know. I'm a little, I'm for clumped. What do you think? He did get get fissured. I I mean, people like, they like him. He's a locker room guy. Um, I could see him and Fitzy getting along really well. And Josh Rosen is not as much a locker room guy. So I think you're going to have some really interesting dynamics in Arizona um, in terms of those two players and how the team responds to both of them. But I agree. I think Josh Rosen will play at some point. Um, but Sam Bradford's the guy initially and you got to give him that chance and he can be a very good quarterback when he's playing. So um, there's no reason to rush, you know, Josh in unless you absolutely have to, as for Sam Darnold, he's in a kind of a similar situation behind a, a well liked respected vet. Um, but it's the Jets, So I, I think that there's a good chance he can get it in play. He's got some interesting players around him. Um, I think it's so funny that Thomas Rawls landed on this team, but <laughs> I don't, I don't, any guys I well, blah, pal. I mean, it's an interesting team that I think that those are guys that you could pick up. Um, well, I wouldn't pick them up probably, but I guess unless you wanted to, sometimes some people, depending on how many picks you get, pick up a third quarterback and you pick those kind of guys up because you're waiting for injuries. Right. In which case I'd probably lean Rosen more than Darnold, just for the fact that I think there's a better chance that Bradford will end up being injured. That would put Rosen in and then you can use him as trade bait. Well, McCown always gets injured too. So I, to me, that's the, that's the problem with these veterans. Um, Thomas Rawls is only 24 years old. I feel like he's been in the national football I league. Know. For I feel like I've been playing about him a lot years. longer than that. Yeah. 24. Well, mm. to be, to be young again. Yeah. Right. Could you imagine? Um, I have 32 as the bills and, I, and I'm, I'm going to get into this. I think they might be able to still get wins for all our Bills Mafia friends out there. Uh, for fantasy, though, I don't know if I can have a Bill on my team. 
at this point because I don't know how the usage is going to go in terms of the targets. Um, poor Zay Jones had this like very bizarre incident that happened in the offseason. It seems like yeah. everything is, I guess, okay, but that was bizarre. Kelvin Benjamin was hurt all last year and no one knew about it. And, and then they, well, they did know he was kind of hurt, but then ends up it was way worse than it was. Uh, so hopefully he bounces back, but still it's hard to have a lot of faith in that. Um, you know, sure. Listen, Charles Clay's supposedly got healthy over the off season, healthier, I should say. Uh, and he feels really good about that, but you know, he, no, no one's going to, you know, really excite you here. And even LaShawn McCoy, he's now on the wrong side of 30, had a ton of usage last year. Uh, there's a lot of red flags in terms of, you know, what could happen there injury wise. And then you've got this AJ McCarron, Josh Allen thing and Josh Allen's accuracy issues bother me. They will bother me forever. So I can't handle that. And AJ McCarron, we don't know what AJ McCarron's like anymore. The guy hasn't played nope. in years. I don't know who he is. Who cares? At this point, you can't give me his college metrics because he hasn't been there in a long time. So uh, I think my problem here is that I think they're going to do a very run-heavy offense. Um, and then they're going to really spread it around. And it's going to be a lot of dink and dunk. Uh, and I have no idea who the starting quarterback's going to be. Do you? No, because I am AJ McCarron has been someone that I have had mixed feelings for for a while. <laughs> There's a lot of confidence coming out of him that I haven't necessarily always seen the play to back it up. So, yeah, I think there's a chance he could do great. I don't necessarily know, as you point out, that I love the, the surrounding cast there. Say Jones, super inconsistent. Kelvin Benjamin can be fantastic, but again, we don't know necessarily with the injury. Um, Andre Holmes, Jeremy Curley, old, but can come out, you know, a few games. Charles Clay, older. I mean, I don't know. I I think it, I agree. I think it's we run heavy. I think there's a good chance Josh Allen does come in at some point in time for AJ McCarron. This could be a platooning situation. I think you could have a quarterback controversy as Buffalo does. Um, all year long. And that, in my opinion, generally doesn't foster great play from any of the players. So for me, it's, I think this is a really tough one that I'm just staying away from. Here's my thing about AJ McCarron. Drafted in 2014, he's 27 years old. So when people start talking to me about what he did in college, I'm like, I'm not hearing it. No, I didn't talk about what I did in college when I was 27 either. Okay. Uh, so fine. But if he could do it in the NFL, he would have been a starter by now. Yeah, because he only had Andy Dalton in front of him. It's not like he had like Drew just Andy Brees Dalton out there. Dalton. You know, yeah. yeah, Andy Dalton. So um, here's my thing. I think what it is, I don't trust Sean McDermott. I don't trust their coach, and I don't trust their coach because they benched Tyrod Taylor they for Nathan Cater Peterman. To the fans, and I don't. And, and then here's the thing. Right now, he came out to the press and said that, that Josh Allen is practicing as the third quarterback right now behind A.J. McCarron and our guy, Nathan Peterman. Um, I just – so now it's like I don't even trust who he's going to have on the field, and I know that he could just make a wild decision. Um, it it kind of shook my trust in the team for fantasy purposes because I need to know someone's going to be on the field. You know, that that's my new rule. 
I'd like to know you're on the field. I'll be intrigued to see if it was just a Tyrod Taylor issue, if that for whatever reason people just can't seem to commit to Tyrod Taylor, or if this is a situation, as we've seen with some organizations, that they just cater to the fans. And we've even heard this when we've talked to certain beat writers about Buffalo, is that it, these fans are so intense that the organization – caters to them and will play that guy because they just don't want to hear it anymore. And to me, that's not how you run an organization. That's not how you build a team. That's not how you build confidence around a team. That's not how you put the best players on the field. So for me, that's concerning. And I think that I I just don't, I don't trust an organization and a sport and a coaching unit that, that operates that way. And I think that's what you're basically saying too, is I don't know who's going to be on the field because I don't know how they're going to be feeling that week. I don't think it's necessarily to do with who the talent is on the team per se. Um, I don't know. Yeah. And in terms of quarterback, you just do not have enough roster response to have a guy on your team that's not going to be on the field. And that's why I always put guys, especially this early, um, like even, as I said, you know, the, the Ryan Tannehill's and Andy Dalton's, I would rather have them, even though I know who they are and I'm not exceedingly impressed from a fantasy perspective. Uh, I'd rather have them though, because I know that they're going to be playing if they're healthy. I have no idea who's going to play. For the Buffalo yeah, Bills. I wouldn't touch AJ McCarron or Josh Allen at all. Cause again, it could be Nathan Peterman. It could. The- and how sad is that? And he's still the number two, I guess. So and to be honest with you, I'm not quite sure Josh Allen's ready for the NFL. I didn't think he was ready for the NFL when they when we went into the draft. So I, I'm not trying – I don't think they should force Josh Allen out there. But the other options are A.J. McCarron and Nathan Peterman. So maybe they'll have to because I don't know who these guys are either other than, you know, multiple interception, poor, poor Nathan Peterman uh, or A.J. McCarron who hasn't played football in, you know, four years. So And I look, and I look at the, the, the people on this team and I'm looking at this list and I don't see anybody that, like, takes a bull by the horns here in terms of like a veteran that's going to help either of these guys. Cause while McCarron has been in the league a long time, he's never been a starting quarterback in this league. And so to me, there's also nobody on this team that also is going to really kind of help guide any of these guys into that process. I mean, I guess it's going to have to be LaShawn McCoy. Cause he's the veteran. Um, but, but I just don't see him and his personality being the kind to do that. And that's not a bad thing. I'm just saying he's not that guy in my, he doesn't seem like that guy in my opinion. I wouldn't want him to concentrate on staying healthy because yeah. again, he's gotten older, not rallying the troops, you know, like I just think that it'd be nice if, if someone else could do that. Cause he turns 32 uh, or 30 on July 12th. So it's not like um, time is on his side and listen, Sean McCoy is a fantastic athlete. Don't get me wrong. Um, but you know, at this point, I just unfortunately think they're going to overuse him because of who's on the team right now and who they're going to have a quarterback. Uh, so I'm a little worried to be, you know, honest with you, but uh, listen, he's a you know, great athlete, definitely the veteran here, but you're right. I don't know. Maybe Jeremy Curley. I mean, maybe he's the only one I was kind of thinking, mm-hmm. but Kelvin Benjamin's kind of always need a little bit of um, encouragement himself. Say Jones certainly needs it. So I guess it'd have to be Curley, possibly Charles Clay, but I just wish, I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Like I wish there was, a little bit more of a prominent player to help guide them into this. Yeah, there's no Any Larry Fitzgerald. And if there's no Larry, yeah, there's no Larry there. So Jason Witten to help. Yeah. yeah. There's not that guy. But you know, hey, maybe someone's gonna merge and it's gonna be really exciting. Um, maybe Josh Allen is that guy. I don't know. 
but we'll see. But it won't be on my roster. Two, and that was one of the more confident choices that I made on this list. Now, Ashley, after look, going over the list, though, before we go, who do you think, just uh, you know, out of curiosity, will be on most of your fantasy teams or have the largest exposure to, let's say? Hmm. I'm hoping Carson Wentz because I'm really hoping he's going to drop. I really think he's going to get a little bit of the Andrew Luck effect of people being nervous. It's going to depend on how much he's progressed if what we see come off season, but I think he's going to fall right into my wheelhouse of where I like to take quarterbacks and I'm going to get top production out of him. So I think I'm going to see a lot of Carson Wentz on my team outside of that, depending if he doesn't fall Maybe some Drew Brees. Yeah. I think Drew Brees yeah. might be cheap enough where he's going to be a value this year. Yeah. I, agree. I think Drew he's going to fall people enough people because there. people were concerned about Kamara. So probably some Drew Brees in my life as well. You? I'm probably going to have a lot of Blake Bortles. Well, that's a given for me. I didn't even mention it because that's obvious. But yes. <laughs> probably a lot of that. Um, you know, As my second, obviously. Yeah. I, I have a feeling that I'm going to have – some like Jimmy Garoppolo, um, Jared Goff, Alex Smith, Blake Bortles, Case Keenum type teams. And I might take some chances on Eli Manning. And you all know how I feel about Eli Manning. I will be but shocked if you take some chances on Eli. I know. But he is so, so cheap now. You could get him as like one of your last round picks. And I just believe in all of the talent around him. So, um, yeah. And I don't really believe in the defenses, well, other than Philadelphia, in his division. So it's not like I'm scared. I, th- I think it could be intriguing. So believe it or not, you guys, you heard it here first. I'll have a lot of Eli Manning if I can get him <laughs> at the end of my draft. But if I can't, there will be zero Eli Manning. Oh, so. I cannot wait for your bitterness all season long. I will awesome. I will probably curse myself for saying these words out loud. <laughs> But I cannot ignore those ta- the talent there. Um, talent is there. Talent is there. Yeah. And also I'll say uh, Cam Newton is dropping in a lot of leagues. I don't know what he needs to do to get respect. But um, if, if you're someone that isn't quite comfortable with full late-round quarterback kind of play, and I understand that because we have a lot of people that are newer to the show, newer to f- fantasy football in general, and you're playing in leagues where people are taking quarterbacks a lot earlier, and you're like, whoa, this is scary. Uh, Cam Newton is falling sometimes for some people. Um, so keep an eye on him too, I think. Because uh, I know each of us play in different types of leagues. If you play in an industry league like we do, no one takes a quarterback until like the eighth round. But that's not yeah. normal. That's true. That is very, that's a valid point right there. Normal leagues are not like that. So I, I'd say uh, Cam's another one. I might all right well thank you so much everybody we appreciate you listening to her fantasy football again go to hellofresh.com right now enter her ffb30 get 30 dollars off your first order uh it is very important that you do so because they are awesome so uh again we appreciate you have a wonderful time and uh we'll be back soon so talk to you later bye-bye